0: Rasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, Rasta Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at seedsherenow.com. Seedsherenow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including TH Seeds, Swamp Boys Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee. And for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. here we go welcome to the show podcast world I'm your host my friends call me Rasta Jeff and this is episode 690 of the grow from your heart podcast in this episode I'm going to talk about pesticide drift in our outdoor gardens before we get to that part of the show let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on patreon let's kick it off with the big grow from your heart podcast thank you shout out to Kim Matic. listen to thank you shout out to Darian Smith Let's send a thank you shout out to JG. I want to send a big fist bump and a thank you shout out to a longtime supporter and a good friend, my buddy Tree Star Meadow. Let's send a thank you shout out to another longtime supporter, my buddy Kurt Z. Let's send a thank you shout out to a great photographer and a good tester, my buddy Zoso J. Let's send a thank you shout out to a Canadian supporter, Tonto. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Danky Dave. I want to send a fist bump to Dayron T. Let's send a special thank you shout out to Double D. Then let's wrap it all up with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you shout out to my friend All Mixed Up. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need is right there on the screen, and you know I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. I do want to start the show by saying, wow, I apologize for going through that intro super fast. I smoked a strain, some flowers of a strain called Jack Tripper, and it's got me going super fast. Hopefully I can calm down and get this together, but my brain is speeding through it. Uh, Jack Tripper is a cross of it is uh, lemon skunk and Jack the Ripper. It's got a flavor of uh, lemon candy and spiciness and some dryer sheets in it. Uh, my favorite part is that it has just got my brain spinning. I'm going super fast in here. Also, something I noticed most of the time when I smoke flowers, my mouth gets super dry. My mouth, my throat, my nose, my eyes I get that dry cotton mouth feeling. That just crusty eye feeling from smoking so much flour. I do not have that feeling at all from these flowers. It is quite the opposite. My mouth feels, not to, it sounds kind of gross. I got juicy mouth from smoking those flowers. It tasted so good that my mouth is like watering, thinking about the lemon candy, flowery, spicy flavors that came from it. It's like lemon candy, bubblegum dryer sheets. There's a lot of stuff lingering on my tongue right now. I really enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to try to keep myself together and do a good podcast for you, but heads up, I was smoking some good shit today. All right, let's jump right into it. I don't want to ramble too much because that is definitely a possibility in this episode. I did say at the beginning of the show that we were going to talk about pesticide drift in our outdoor gardens. We are wrapping up the outdoor season. Most folks in the United States have wrapped up their outdoor grow season. If you have not wrapped up, you are a savage or a maniac. Good luck. But many people have wrapped up their outdoor grows. A lot of people have gotten their outdoor grows tested by a lab facility. We're testing for potency. And we're posting testing for terpene content also we're testing for contamination we're testing for heavy metals and the presence of pesticides we're making some weird discoveries i was having this conversation with some friends in a discord server and then just after that we had some flowers not any of my flowers but a friend another person that i associate with an outdoor grow. i was checking out a lot they discovered that some of their flowers are testing hot for pesticide exposure. Now, how is this happening? Because the people I'm talking about never used any spray applications in their garden, especially the products that they are being uh, tested positive for. So they're saying, how did this happen? There's only one solution that I could come up with. Somebody, a neighboring garden, must have been applying illegal pesticides or pesticides that were drifting into our friend's garden. Now, that is really important to think about. Are you applying a pesticide? And this only works for an outdoor garden. If you're applying indoors, that shit's stuck indoors. You be very careful. Think about where you're exhausting to, but for the most part... You're just spraying indoors, outdoors, no matter how big your garden, if you're using a three by three plot of land that is yours and the neighbors are sharing that land on the other side of that imaginary fence, that imaginary borderline, it is still your responsibility. If you've got acres and acres, it is still your responsibility to control the products that you apply to your garden. If they drift and travel outward, it is our responsibility to be responsible pesticide applicators. If you've been trained by the department of ag, if you've taken any training classes, if you're certified, you probably understand. The importance of pesticide drift. Many people may not understand that. So we were talking about it, and there were a lot of things that came to my mind, and I thought we could do a good podcast about it. So, uh, did your neighbor contaminate your grow? Did your did you contaminate your neighbor's grow? Were the first two questions that I wrote in my notes. Uh, Pesticide can drift when you are spraying stuff. If it is windy, it can travel to the grow next door. It can travel every direction. It can travel whichever direction the wind is going. So let's be careful when we're applying. Now, this doesn't only count in cannabis crops. You may have neighbors. That are using, uh, you may have a fruit and vegetable crop next door. You may have a hemp crop. You may have, they, they may have a pumpkin patch coming up right next door. Think about what they're spraying, what they're using. Think about what you're spraying and what you are using. Is it going to have detrimental effects on either side of the fence? Possibly four sides of the fence. Maybe you got people all around you. That means you got at least four people to think about other than yourself when it comes to pesticide applications. Let's be good neighbors, let's be a good community. We're growing cannabis and a lot of people already have a little bit of a stigma for us. A lot of people were programmed and trained that uh, reefer madness, cannabis is the devil. We're going to smoke a little bit of weed and start raping ladies and committing crimes and doing all the worst shit you could think of. We're going to become the devil. It doesn't happen that way, but they think that. So, Let's try to be good neighbors. We're growing cannabis right next door to people that may be afraid of us. Let's be good neighbors. Let's not destroy their crops because that is one more thing to make them hate team cannabis. Let's try to be their friends. We'll talk more about that a little bit here in the future. So are you spraying your neighbors? And another thing to think about, are your neighbors spraying or treating and sending their pests your way When you spray for a a pest or treat for a pest or a problem, especially like if you got spider mites or something like that, I'm just going to pick spider mites. If you spray for spider mites outdoors, they're going that way and that way. And if your neighbors didn't spray for spider mites, they're going to get spider mites. If you don't treat for spider mites in some sort of way, maybe you sprayed, maybe you got predators, maybe you got some sort of electromagnetic mind control that you can use to control spider mites. When one of you treats for bugs, the bugs are going to go to the other yard. They're just going to say, oh, this guy sprayed for spider mites. Let's just climb the fence. There's no fence or spider mites. They're microscopic. They're just going to travel south. They're going to go to the next garden right over there because that person didn't treat for bugs, didn't treat for spider mites. So if one of you is treating and one of you isn't, They're just going to move around, and then when your treatment wears off or your spray wears off, they're going to go to the other garden, and then the other guy's going to spray. They're going to keep traveling around. A great way to prevent this would be farmer unity. Why not go and meet your neighbors? Why not go and talk to each person around you growing and see how you are handling pests? I'm sure that in a lot of agricultural areas, there are meetings. People have town meetings. People get together in small towns. They like to gather and meet, maybe at church, maybe somewhere like that. Bring it up. Say, hey, are you guys treating? There's nothing stopping you from going and knocking on the door. I know, maybe there is. I don't know your situation uh, farmers are different. I don't have a lot. I'm going to be straight up. I don't have a lot of farm life experience. I'm a city boy. I'm an indoor grower. I actually contacted a farmer friend and I said, Hey, is there a protocol for this? And he said, not really. So I guess the thing would to do would be to go knock on their door or send them a letter or contact them some way. They're people they're facing the same challenges as you possibly. If you went over there and said, Hey, last year I got hit with spider mites real bad around this time of the year. Did you notice that as well? And they're going to go, well, holy shit. So did I, And you're going to go, well, this year, I'm going to do this to treat the spider mites. What are you going to do? And they can say, well, that, well, your treatment was a good idea. Or maybe they'll say, you know, my grandpappy taught me that for 20 years, we did this and it worked. You might learn some shit. You might teach some shit. So don't be afraid to make contact, go over there, establish some friendships, build a relationship, see what you guys are doing and work together. If not, like I said, you could just be passing those problems from farm to farm to farm. If you've got, think about it, if you got four farms meeting at a corner, you got the four corners, they're going to go from plot A to plot B to plot C to plot D, just in a circle, just going to rotate. If you guys don't do something, if you guys all team up, You'll kill all the pests, all the problems, work together. You can all have successful outcomes. Then if one guy's growing corn and one guy's growing soybeans and one guy's growing something else and you're growing weed, you're going to have free corn, free soybeans, free tomatoes all year because you guys teamed up and helped each other out. Then you got some new smoking buddies. Things should work. Unity is the way to do it, you guys. Now, when it does come to treating outdoors for our pests and preventing for pests, my favorite and most recommended method would be the use of predator insects. I personally am not, I said this before, I'm not experienced and well-versed in outdoor growing. I've done a little bit of greenhouse growing. I've done some help in outdoor farms, but I've never been in charge of an outdoor grow. To the best of my knowledge, from what I've seen, I think that predator bugs would be the most useful uh, avenue and mode of attack. I personally, maybe I'm a big old hippie, I don't want to go spray a bunch of stuff outside. Not only am I going to spray the plants I'm intending to spray, but also possibly I may over spray and spray the crop next door. And that will result in my friends, my neighbors having a pesticide exposure they were not looking for. If they're growing, if I'm growing one product and they're growing another and I sprayed over here, maybe the product I'm spraying is not allowed to be sprayed on their product. Maybe the product they're spraying isn't allowed on my product. And now we're going to contaminate each other's product and it has to be destroyed and we lose our product for the year. So my favorite option would be the predator bugs. Also, when you spray stuff, what else are you destroying? You're not just hitting your plants. You're hitting the soil. You're hitting everything around. Then if any wildlife passes through, you're getting that wildlife also, which we may want to keep the wildlife away, but you should have built a fence or whatever for that. We don't need to get animals, bunnies, shit like that sick. Let's talk about the bunnies and the chickens. Let's learn to use those sort of things to our advantage. The chickens are around eating all the small jumping critters. I don't know what the bunnies do. Like I said, I'm not a farm guy, but let's learn to use our natural uh, buddies, the chickens and things like that to our advantage to help take care of that grill. Maybe let some chickens out there. Maybe one of your farmer friends already has a bunch of chickens next door. Maybe bring them chickens through your crop to eat all those grasshoppers that are trying to take over. Like I'm saying, if we use our resources and team up together, we could definitely make things better. This applies side rant, hippie talk. I told you I'm high. This applies to just about everything in life. If we talk to the people around us and say, what's your goal? What are we trying to do instead of just, Doing it all on our own and trying to fucking do everything. Maybe the person next to us has a goal that lines up with ours and we can help each other out and we can all get there together and not leave people behind, not fucking fail because we didn't ask for help. This works with everything in life. Team up with the people around you, see who's got similar goals, see who has similar things in mind. Let's work together and get each other where we wanna be. That way nobody struggles. It's all a community. The community can be a community again. All the isolation, all the quarantine, that's coming to an end. Let's be friends. Let's be community again. Let's get together, try to love one another and feel all right. You guys, I'm telling you that Jack Tripper is some good shit. Now, let me uh, segue into I wrote down protect the land. It sounds like hippie shit, but it is all of our responsibility. That land is yours. Uh, Maybe that portion of land is your land. This land is my land. But guess what? For now, in the future, you're going to die. I'm going to die. People are going to have to live on that land after us. I've got a child. She hopefully one day, not too far, too, not too fucking soon. Settle down, kid. Hopefully she has children one day. Hopefully those children have children. We need safe, healthy, viable land for all of our children. So it's our responsibility now to make sure that that land is healthy when our children's children's children are there to play in that dirt, to grow their food, to grow their ganja in that dirt. Also, protect the water. I know that's just a side rant, but protect the water. If you are growing... Uh, cannabis. It is your responsibility to protect the land and the water around your grow. Think about it. Like I said about the land, it's not ours forever. That water is moving. That water is yours in that section, but it's traveling downstream and taking all the destruction, the contamination, the pollution, the bad vibes that you're doing to it. It's traveling downstream. Quit doing that shit to the people downstream. Be a good person. Love the water. Love the land. It will love you back. I do believe that it will take care of you if you love it back. Now, this does work us into a little bit of a recap. Previously, I've done an episode about bud washing. Somebody asked me, will bud washing help with the the pesticide situation? Possibly, maybe. That depends on what pesticide was applied to the flower and what stage, how strong. There are a lot of contributing factors here. Uh, Was it just a a surface application is what I want to call it. If you applied some sort of oil, some hippie oil, that just landed on the surface of the leaf and made that plant undesirable for attacking pests or uh, maybe a pathogen. If you applied something systemic that got inside of the plant, there is no washing that out. A product like Floramite or Avid, that's inside of your plant. You can't wash that out. It's moving around. It's in the cellular part of the plant. There's no getting rid of that. That bud is going to test positive for that. Whatever the main ingredient is that is, it will test positive for that no matter what you do, even with a bud wash. So bud washing will take off your powdery mildew, your bug poop. It may take off some of your lighter uh, surface sprayed type products, but your systemic stuff is inside of that plant and you cannot get rid of it. So bud washing may help with some things, but it's not going to get rid of every pesticide that you used. Now, one more thing to talk about when it comes to protecting our outdoor grows and taking care of our neighbors is pollen. Pollen. I see a lot of people growing outdoors in the city, in, in the country, on farmland, in urban areas. Be very careful with your male plants. If you've got a male plant outside and it starts to drop pollen, the wind will take that pollen for miles. It can go a long way depending on what's in the way. If you're in the city, if you've got a big city, I've got buildings and houses and trees and shit here that may block some of that pollen from getting places. But if you're in a flat-landed area with not a lot of shit, that pollen is going to travel, and it could go quite a ways. It could go very far. There's, there are stories of pollen traveling miles. I don't know how true or real that is, but there are legends and stories of pollen moving for miles. So it can go a ways. It can go quite a distance, at least a quarter mile. So be very careful. If you're growing outdoors... Pay very close attention to your plants. Look for males. Get rid of those males very early. If you're going to do any breeding outdoors, be very careful. Really consider how far that pollen will travel. Do you have neighbors that are growing hemp or cannabis? You may mess up their entire crop. Also, if they're out there growing hemp or cannabis and they miss their males, they're going to mess up your crop too. So be very careful. Learn how to identify males. It is best practice, in my opinion, to put tested plants outdoors so we don't put boys out there. I understand a lot of people are just plopping thousands of seeds and hoping to find the boys. Be very careful with that. Be very diligent with your mail search, please. Please don't ruin other people's crops with your stray pollen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pimps and hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there. I want to thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know I would love to hear from you. The email address is hotmail.com don't be shy. Let me know what you think of these short episodes. I've been doing shorter episodes with, uh, I'm trying to do a little less rambling in the show. Of course I did smoke some good shit today that got me talkative, but let me know what you think about these short episodes. Maybe I'll keep doing the shorties. Maybe I'll start making them longer again. Let me know what you think. I do appreciate the feedback. Also, don't forget to like, and subscribe to the videos. Click like, click subscribe. That way, every time I put out an episode, you do get a notification and you never miss an episode of the grow from your heart podcast. Don't forget to check out the website at irigenetics.com. All things Irigenetics, genetics, all things grow from your heart podcast are right there on the website. If you need a seed vendor, if you need a merch link, if you're looking for the discord server, it is all right there on irigenetics.com. Give it a visit. Check it out. Tap in is what I think all the cool kids say. All right. That is all I've got for this episode. You know, I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy, little Lincoln. And until next time, take a fat dab. And give your mom a hug for me.